I could go enter if I wanted to. I assume Athletics Australia would approve that. <laughs> they might be like, dude, just don't bother. Just stay at home. Do the podcast. Stop doing the running stuff. Let's just stick to the throws. Doing okay at that. It's the strong men leading Denny in the bodysuit and Hodges without a top. Behind them is Di Rosario settling into marathon pace. Montag's walk is proving rapid as backmarker Browning and his mullet set sail for home. Riding speeding tickets is McDermott and the White Tiger has been booked well over the limit as they approach the line and oh, that is close. That was the Athletics Australia Handicap and this is Athletics. Hey guys, and welcome back to This Is Athletics, a podcast that brings you inside the tent and behind the scenes to get to know the stars of our sport like you never have before. Now, in today's episode, we have an incredible athlete. She is a seven-time Australian record holder in the 1500, the mile, the 3K, the 5K, the 1500 indoor, the mile indoor, the 3K indoor. And I feel like she's going to break a few more um, along the way, probably re-break those records she's currently got anyway. But... I'm talking none other than Jess Hull. She's an Olympic and World Championship finalist. She's an incredible competitor, and she's just recently been selected in the 2023 World Athletic Cross Country Championships in Bathurst in Australia. How exciting. We will get into that all in today's episode. Guys, I just want to say thank you so much for joining me again for this episode, and I hope you enjoy it. It's great to listen to something that's not throws for me, especially learning about distance and how all of that conditioning comes into play uh, leading into something where Jess has to focus on so many different events and different distances and how she manages that. But I won't hold you up any longer. Let's get into the episode. Please welcome Jess Hull. Jessica Hull, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. We, um, we've had a few few little struggles trying to get, a, get each other together and um, get this recorded, but I'm super keen to uh, listen today because as you can maybe tell in my past athletic experience, I'm not... I wouldn't say I'm a distance runner to say the least, um, and I'm definitely not a cross country runner. But we'll get into that. Um, how are you, Jess? How's how's things going? Yeah, I'm great. Thanks, Matt. I I mean, anyone can be a runner. It doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, we we I try. I try. It's not it's the most not the most athletic thing. Uh, uh to watch but i'm hoping uh sooner rather than later i've got to race up against starkey actually so hopefully i can in a short sprint in a not in a distance thing i think i would definitely lose in a distance thing to him but um we'll see how we go but jess we have some big news um actually just recently announced out at sydney on the harbor um well not announced but everyone knows about it but uh everyone's getting a bit excited for world cross country in uh bathurst so how was the uh, how was the announcement? Because you guys, yeah, you guys went down to the harbour, had a bit of a thing. Yeah, they did a kind of a live announcement this time around, which was pretty cool, and um, I think a unique kind of way to do it, especially considering it's a home championship, um, and sort of maybe it's the way of the future. It does generate some excitement, and it it makes you kind of looking forward to what's coming ahead, and it's nice to get amongst the community and see how everyone's excited for World Press Country in Australia. So was there many, um, did you get many people, like kind of random people out of the public kind of stopping asking questions, seeing what was going on? <laughs> no, not so much. Not um, so much? You I didn't think challenge anyone to a quick run? No, <laughs> not around the harbour. <laughs> no. <laughs> I think everyone kind of sees the green and gold shirts and is like, oh, I wonder what that's for. But um, not not too many people challenging us to a race around there. Yeah, okay. No, mate, hopefully, maybe next time we just challenge them a quick 5K to get them to a bit, uh, figure out what's going on, how, how it works. Um, 
Yeah. But, cafe to 5K. Yeah. <laughs> what a great start. Just start getting people out of their uh, their casual cafe uh, breakfast and go for a quick run. Um, so, Jess, tell me, tell me about Cross because obviously we know you for your incredible uh, efforts on the track. Um, seven Australian records and I guess just knocking them all away. I don't think by the time you finish, I don't think there's going to be a record untouched for you. Um, so what, when did you start cross? When, was it just something that like kind of coincided with doing track and like just enjoying running or was it something that you like honestly wanted to pursue as well as track? Yeah. Well, cross country is actually how I got started, uh, with our school cross country carnival. When you went into grade two, it was compulsory and I came down to the Avian Park showground and did my school cross country and made it to the zone carnival. And that was where I was like, Oh, that's pretty fun. I, I enjoyed it. <laughs> and, um, started being able to do some jogging with my dad in the mornings before school. And, um, yeah, I was hooked. So cross country came before track for me. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Well, like, well, just so you do, you know, I do have some cross country experience when I was younger, but then, then I got to 15 and broke the hundred kilo barrier. And then it was kind of, it was long lost from there on in. Um, I think I maybe got fourth at my school carnival in cross country and I got patted on the back. I was like, yeah, no, I could have a go at this. And I, I did some training. I was like, nah, nah, I'm going to go, I'm going to go throw some heavy plates out of a cage for a living. I think that's probably (laughs) the more suited lifestyle for myself. Um, and so, so, okay. So you've done it, you've done it from the beginning. So you've been pretty, um, pretty always into it. Is this your, going to be your first world cross? I went and ran the junior race in 2015, um, okay. and it was in Guiyang, China that year. Slight, slightly different location this time. Yes, definitely. And I think um, each edition of World Cross Country since then seems to have gotten a bit more extreme with their courses. So, yeah, yeah Bathurst is no exception to that rule. So how's the course going to work? Because obviously everyone knows um, Bathurst mainly for the great race, the Bathurst 1000. Um are you guys going to be taking on the mountain? Is that part of the course? Is that part of the track? So we're taking on the mountain from a different angle. So we don't run around the car track, but we do run kind of within the middle of it. And we are certainly taking on the mountain. Um, oh. The hills are pretty extreme out there. Um, but the difference is, is we get a bit of a kind of wrap around and um, we'll get to catch some fans at different points when we kind of do some S-bends and things like that. Uh, rather than just running in a big lap. So have you have you walked it? Have you seen it yet? Have you walked it yet? Yeah, I was lucky to go out there and see it um, about a week or so ago. Yep. And uh, yeah, walked around it. Uh, parts of the course are still not constructed, so you just get a bit of a good idea about what you're in for. Yep. Um, but it's it's tough. It's not going to be an easy course at all. It's going to be physically and mentally challenging. You'll have to choose many times to keep committing um yeah it is, it's going to be pretty pretty good and I'm, I'm glad that we've had the chance to see it It'll yeah, be yeah very no, tough I, to come from overseas and take it all in yeah because I know that like obviously from um from watching Bathurst like I'm, I'm a big car fan so I always especially like on Conrad Strait and stuff how steep it actually is to what people can actually see on tv like it obviously looks long and it looks kind of steep but it's not really it's very hard to tell but it's nearly like a, you know, nearly 45 degree angle. Um, what's, what's kind of the steepest part of the course for you guys? Cause like, is that going to be something new for cross? Is it usually more? Um, Cause obviously this is a great, great time to explain considering I'm very new to cross. And so it might be some listeners new to cross as well. So 
is it usually more of like a flat long course or is it more of, you know, are there a lot of um, like hilly changes and like a lot of um, like solid uphills or is this kind of a new addition to world cross? Yeah, I think um, cross country is usually pretty hilly. You're prepared to run hills and you're not really afraid of hills in cross country because that is what you expect. Okay. Uh, but I think uh, in 2019, in Aarhus, Denmark, they ran up the roof of a museum. Like that was something pretty extreme. Yeah. Um, and like we don't have a museum roof to replicate in Bathurst, but we do have plenty of hills around the mountain. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> they've kind of been able to incorporate those instead of uh, a museum rooftop this time around. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. And and does it like now that it's obviously a home a home games and com games twenty eighteen was uh, I would say a very positive thing for a lot of Australian athletes being able to prep at home is it does it go the same thing for distance like for for cross because like I would imagine that even more so um, you guys would get an advantage from having a home games and not having to have the jet lag or the travel or um, anything like that but does it is it like a a pretty solid advantage for for you guys to be able to prep at home Yes, certainly. I think um, the traffic, the traffic, sorry, um, the travel is I mean, definitely yeah. well, a good thing. Well, you're going to get out of the traffic in Sydney, which is nice. At least you're going to be in the country drives. So that is a, yeah, that exactly. is a benefit. <laughs> the travel is definitely a good thing to not have to do. Um, but also being here and training in the Australian summer right now, when the Northern Hemisphere is experiencing a pretty harsh winter, yep. it's going to be a bit of a, it's going to be a big challenge for them coming down and, um, dropping out into the middle of Bathurst in the dry heat. Um, that's that's really, really tough. And I I mean, I've done heat training in the past for different locations myself. And it, it just doesn't quite do the same trick as being able to like truly train in that environment. So the Aussies are going to be in a good spot considering we've been here training in heat, humidity, um, dry heat in different places. So yeah, we'll be able to use that to our advantage. Yeah, I'll tell you what, it is getting incredibly humid up here in brisbane at the moment like we've had to be in, like even just sitting even with the fan on it's still just sweat and like yeah. too much humidity to deal with um so yeah i guess like you guys are going to be a little bit on the fo- um, front foot to pre- prep for that so i guess speaking of aussies and other team members you're going to be in the the mix four by 2k with stewie um abby and ollie now mm-hmm. Are we in for a in for a good medal here? Are we in for the win? I feel like everyone's I mean, in pretty good nick at the moment. <laughs> everyone's in great shape. And um, on paper, absolutely, we should be able to mix it with the best in the world. But that's why we run the race and we all have to just go out there and execute our 2K legs. Um, and I think if we all do that, it's going to be pretty impressive of a result and um, something that we'll all be able to take into the rest of the year with some great momentum especially with like there's not many times comp as well like being able to pref- like get that at home um and i would assume it's going to be like a pretty solid turnout for a world cross yeah i hope so i think um it's like the running community in australia is awesome and even we sort of got to see a bit of that yesterday with um a few of our masters athletes and our young guns also coming along to the team announcement and I think you kind of sort of realize how invested the running community is in an event like this. So, yeah, I think we're bringing some tourism to Bathurst and um, that means we're going to have a lot of people out on the course cheering for us. Yeah, well, so, I mean, 
you get you get that medal. Tell you what, it's gonna be it's gonna be a party <laughs> in Bathurst to say the least. Um, yeah. Now, and you were saying before about how um, you know there's been some pretty harsh winners up north, um, and you are predominantly US based, so you've been back here for back in Oz for a little bit now. But are you you know what's what's the what's the plan for you this season? Are you going to head back or? Um, I mean, you you seem to be enjoying the the heat at the moment. I feel like feel like at the moment, even even for myself, just traveling a lot. Like, I feel like I haven't had a winter yet. Like, I've just been sitting yeah. in heat for the last like two years. Um, so are you are you planning on going back anytime soon, or are you going to wait till after Bathurst, or are we going to see you in the Oz domestic tour, um, doing nationals and stuff? Yeah, at the moment, I'm going to stick around through the Australian season. So. Okay, cool uh nationals for us yep um and then yeah sort of decide where i'm gonna go leading into the european season so i probably would like to go to altitude at some point and the best place for me to do that is to go to america with my training partner so um where's altitude i think i'll squeeze that in off the back of utah for us is where we typically go okay oh very good um now I was uh, I've I've been asked asked this question and I I don't know why I didn't come up with my with it myself because I remember 2014 I did this a lot with the Americans um, for someone who's US based what's the perception of the US to Australians like you know you being able to walk over there and I feel like as soon as you say Australian people's eyes just light up and it's like oh my god like tell me more. But I also get the other ones where everyone's so terrified of Australia that they don't want to come over. All they hear is fires, dangerous animals and uh, desert or like middle of nowhere and or beaches. But people are too scared to come over. What's what's the what's the general consensus of Americans to Australians at the moment, like in in their vision? Uh, really big snakes and really big spiders. <laughs> Okay, so I was right. I know. Do you remember? So, uh, <laughs> yeah. what was it? Twenty fourteen World Juniors when we went to Eugene. I never forget. Um, all the Americans always kept asking like the same question about like you know snakes and you know koalas, and then the, then the drop bear question came up. Like a drop bear is real, <laughs> and I never forget talking to a few of the guys on the team, and I was just like, let's just own it. Let's just pretend that it's real. You know, drop bears exist, and we ride kangaroos to school. Okay, that's that's all it is. And I never forget, we got on the bus to go to like the community track uh, the next day. And we had like probably like five or 10 Americans just asking us questions and stuff. We're like, yeah, no, like for sure. Like, you know, I've got Joey. He's like kind of my um, second kangaroo that I ride to school. And then, you know, I've got this other one. Um, he's kind of more of like the day-to-day, uh, day-to-day kangaroo. And then, but, you know, we've got to change course some days because drop bears can be worse on this track and whatever. And their face, I think I've, I think I scarred them for life to never come over to Australia ever again. <laughs> so, uh, have you ever stitched anyone up like that over there? No, I'm not too good at that sort of thing. I'm usually the <laughs> too one nice, getting Jess, too up, nice. So. <laughs> too nice. Oh, that's so good. Um, so <laughs> going back to Bathurst, um, I saw, so there's the, the golden ticket race. So essentially, people can go do a race and place getters of that race can compete at world cross the, the following day. Yeah. Yeah. So you could come out on Friday night and run um, the golden ticket race and you could come top seven. I'm pretty sure there, and you'll get a start into the main race the next day. So, so you won't race in your country colors. 
Sorry. But you'll be out there and you'll be in the race. So how so how do they enter? Like is it just like a is it like a Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, you've got to find the golden ticket kind of thing? Or is it <laughs> like you just sign up and you can do like the um the general race and then you know basically yeah, get Yeah, I believe you have to be from the Oceania region. I could go enter if I wanted to. I assume Athletics Australia would approve that. <laughs> They might be like, dude, just don't bother. Just stay at home. Do the podcast. Stop doing the running stuff. Let's just stick to the throws. Doing okay at that. Let's not go to the go to the cross country. Um, yeah, right. That's that's sick. That's that's such a. And is that a new thing, or is that like been happening across like the other um, the other world cross country champs? I'm pretty sure it's a new thing, and even um, there is a mass participation event as well. So that's the average Joe can go and um, time themselves over the course at some point across the weekend. I think they race on the Sunday and it's like they'll get a mark, they'll get an official time and they'll be able to sort of compare where they land against the best in the world or where they land against Stewie and his split. So it's kind of a cool opportunity for them to truly see how challenging the course is. Yeah, that's so good. I Actually, I've got a bit of a call to action there because – so if anyone listening wants to actually go uh, be a part of World Cross, so visit www.worldathletic uh, worldathleticscrosscountry.com, buy tickets and enter races. Um, and, yeah, we'd really love to see you there. I mean, I'm not going to be able to make it out, but I know Jess would definitely appreciate the support and uh, coming to watch. But I think it's going to be a bit of a once-in-a-lifetime thing um, out at Bathurst and a pretty unique race, um, to say the least. Um now, Jess, let's get on to more broader topics, more broader things, um, and your 2023 season. So, we're gonna—you were saying that you're gonna be doing the domestic season in Oz and doing nationals. Um, what's yeah? So, like, and then go back to US base and get a bit of altitude in. Um, how does the rest of your season look at this point in time with Diamond Leagues and then leading into Worlds and, I guess, post Worlds? What's what's on the cards for you at the moment? Yeah, I think so. I haven't truly mapped it out with my coach just yet, but I think uh, I want to be on the Diamond League circuit as much as possible. Those races are so exciting. Um, You're learning way more from that kind of thing, being in that environment, competing against the best in the world. Um, So we just have to kind of make a plan that makes the most sense. Um, But at the moment, I think sort of jumping in a few of those early Diamond Leagues and then consolidating with some training and then a few more leading into the hopefully the world champs in august so um i think there's 1500 you can run a little bit more frequently yeah. um i would like to run maybe one really solid 5k at some point in europe so i uh, just it's all a matter of piecing that together around all the training and being able to keep the right training loads high at that time of the year yeah. um and then in the back end of the season um the prefontaine classic is the diamond league final in september so it's very different to kind of end the season back in the US. And um, then I know there's an opportunity to go to the World Road Running Championships. They've got a mile this year. Yep. So that's the last weekend in September. So I think right now that's kind of what I'm looking at is I'm running from now till the end of September. Wow. So I guess like I'm, I mean, I thought it was very interesting that they're putting well, um, Diamond League final back in Eugene. Um, but I mean, yeah. works pretty well for you to say the least. Um, pretty yeah, pretty yeah. convenient. Go back home and get ready, and then you know continue the season on. Um, so I guess that would be a really solid advantage. How many how many Diamond Leagues have you got to potentially compete in this year? Uh, 
Um, I'd probably look at six to seven. Okay. Um, yeah, wow. Few. Yeah, that's kind of what we're sort of thinking. Um, the 1500 comes up seven times, um, but I won't run all 1500s. Yeah, no, I'd that's probably nice. like to run a 3K and a 5K somewhere. Yeah, so, so you've, and I mean, Jess, seven Oz records. So I said it before, but you got the 15, you got the mile, you got the 3K, the 5K, five, uh, 15 indoor, the mile indoor, and 3K indoor. Is there, are you going to have any cracks at indoor stuff um, post um, post World Cross or you just kind of let those sit for another year and then maybe have a crack at them again next year? Yeah, I'm not going to get over to the indoor stuff this year. Yeah, um, But next busy. year it's a World Indoor Year, so it's yeah. uh, a bit more of a priority then. So how – and like – and you were speaking about like loadings and, and it's difficult to manage that. For, for people who are a bit more um, – like a lot more into their running. How how do you find like with your loading and the way that you progress uh, your training for you know between the fifteen to the three k to the five k? What kind of changes do you make um, to accommodate for each different um, different race? Like, is there some key traits that you put into your training to focus towards that, or is it just dictated on k's? Is it dictated on intensity? Everything like, can you give us a bit of an insight to that? Yeah, so I think it kind of goes in periodization for the year and um, kind of like the September to December window for us is just the long base building mileage stuff. Um, they're like touching on speed here and there, but not super specific. Yep. Um, and then kind of transitioning after Christmas into a bit more of a touch all bases block. So um, trying to fit in each week a little bit of 1500 stuff, a little bit of overspeed, um, and then like another sort of thing in the 3K, 5K zone um, and keeping my long runs pretty strong at this time of the year. So um, if I was doing an indoor season, we would be still considering this as like the winter block. And um, so you're trying to keep your mileage up as much as possible and maybe coming down for one week or so every month if you pick a key race. Yep. Um, and then once we get overseas in the summer, it's like, you try and keep your mileage pretty strong through the championship and then off the championship, it becomes like, what do I need to feel good for the next race? Um, yeah, okay. Like, do I need a little bit more speed? I probably don't need to be running for 15 miles for my long run, um, but I can do a bit more work on the track and get a bit sharper and make my way to the end of the season with that base fitness. Yeah, okay. And and do you find that like focusing on the different events is like I guess so say if you're focusing on the 15 your 3k or 5k really suffers like and vice versa like is that a pretty pretty key thing to happen or do you find if you're strong in the in the 3k you can kind of manage it over the the other two yeah I think um we look at it as like even when I do run the 1500 um the priority is to run a good 1500 after two rounds um in that third round in the championship so a lot of it is like a bit more 3k probably specific um and then just sharpen towards the um taper period with the two 1500 stuff um because like at the end of the day a one or 1500 is great and you can probably run extremely fast by just focusing on that 815 work yep but when you're competing against the best women in the world and 
on the fourth day of the championship, you need to be as fresh as a daisy to execute that final. Um, you've got to be in that 3K, 5K kind of fitness. And that's sort of where it pays off big time is uh, being able to cover all bases and run a few 5Ks here and there. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I've always found that really interesting how like you've managed that really well and being able to be like super competitive across the board. Um, even yeah, though, even Yeah, even <laughs> when you're like, you're managing that. Obviously, I might be throwing discuses, but um, it's, yeah, I always <laughs> find it interesting with, like I know how that intensity stuff can change. doesn't matter like whether you're doing running or um, sprinting or throwing or jumping or whatever. Like I always yeah. know know that it's definitely difficult to manage those different kinds of um, fitness and it's very hard to do um, and you're doing it. And the variety keeps it fresh. Like yeah, it, exactly. It's which what keeps it enjoyable. Brain a little bit, doing a yeah, bit of everything. Keeps your brain a little bit more <clears throat> interactive with it and like you're not doing the same, same um, every day. Exactly. So, um, it's definitely impressive to watch, especially now, like even, especially doing it so well, having Oz records all the time and, and just killing it. Um, but Jess, I want to jump into home straight before we start to slowly wrap some things up, but, uh, yeah, home straight, we're going to go quick fire questions. It's never been quick fire. I've said this every time we've tried to make it quick fire, but it never is. It's always a, a divulge on uh, certain key informations that we find out um but yeah athletes like to analyze oh yeah 100 percent. yeah let's let's keep it short and quick okay let's do a detailed analysis for the next two hours um all righty good to go yep good to go all right sporting idol oh uh benny the Willis. okay pre-competition meal uh chicken and rice nice Favorite. oh that's the night before i guess um Yes, pre-comp is more like just like oats and peanut butter, banana. Okay, keeping it light. Okay. Um, Favourite current Australian athlete? Ooh, uh, I just like watching probably Stewie and Ollie. Uh, They just put themselves right in it every time they go out there. Yeah, nice. Uh, Coolest place you've competed? Uh, Lausanne, Switzerland. Yeah, good spot. Uh, Biggest influence? Probably my dad. Um... And my coaches along the way. Yep. Worst injury? Uh, femoral stress fracture. Oh, okay. Uh, what What did you want to be growing up? Uh, a vet. A vet. Um, hidden talent? Ooh. Um, I don't know if I have any. <laughs> don't have any? Sure. We'll, we'll, no. we'll, we'll circle back. We'll circle back. Yeah. Uh, dogs or cats? Uh, I used to say cats, but now I'm a dog person. Oh, uh, good. We've, yeah, I'll bring that back. Uh, and coffee order? Uh, large, long, black. Large, long, black. Yeah, nice. Good call. <laughs> good call. I'm, I'm all about pour overs at the moment. Oh, yeah. yeah fil- and it's, everything's a little bit different, isn't it? Yeah, filtered pour overs, keeping it a little bit fresh, taking the milk out of it. Yeah. It's good. Um, so you don't have any hidden talents? No, I don't think so. I think I... My PA teachers at school used to say they understood why I ran. Um, so I think that kind of takes any other talents out is of the that, Is that like a backhanded compliment or something? Like is that them trying I, to be sarcastic or? Yeah, like a backhanded compliment or insult, I guess, however you want to look at it. Yeah, right. Okay. Supportive teachers. Cheers, guys. <laughs> Thank you. Um, 
Yeah, we we have this running joke at the moment. If you if, if anyone says cats, you immediately cut the podcast and all the podcast scraps. So <laughs> great call, great call. I think someone else, um, someone else definitely said, "Oh, it used to be cats, but now it's dogs." So um, they obviously got onto the show list. So that was good. Um, <laughs> but yeah, is that was uh, was the coffee order? So long black is that more of an American thing for you now? Did you used to have that when you were in Australia, or was that? Has that slowly crept in as Starbucks yeah. has come into the orders? So I never drank coffee until I went over to college. And then oh. over there, um, you just get like the house brew wherever you go for like brunch and stuff. So oh, true, I kind of yeah. got used to like drinking just like the pot coffee. Um, and then that turned into like uh, Americano, which then when you come back here, you have a long black and they're a hundred times better in Australia. So Yeah, I've, I've always like noticed the only the only thing the only exception i will say is when we were in seattle for um for pre-worlds that coffee shop that yeah. we had up the road that was probably the best american coffee i've had like that was actually yeah, right. That's good quality good. and like good pour overs and like it was nice it was like ethiopian and yeah. um kenyan beans but it was I've kind of discovered that uh wherever you go around the world if you just put into like google maps um australian cafe Yes, you, you, t- you said that in Seattle coffee. as well. Just go type in Australian, yeah. yes, Australian cafe, and you you find the good coffee. Yep, because either a review compares it to Australian coffee, or you find like Australians over there that own a cafe. Um, it's yeah, it's fail proof. That's a great. That is a great shout because I yeah, I'm <laughs> starting to slowly be more of a coffee snob the older I get. So good to yeah. know. Now, Jess, before we finish off, we have also the athlete challenge. Um, something that the listeners can do at home to kind of get a bit of a look into your world as an athlete and the event that you do. So is there anything that you think, um, even if it's like hard sets, like what's what's a typical hard set for you um, that might uh, get the listeners to really challenge themselves or end or feel bad about themselves? Yeah. <laughs> I think um, or repeat 400s, even when you're really fit or going through the base season, Depending whatever pace you do, they always hurt. What are so what, what, on what say, rest? On what reps and rest? Um, so eight to ten of them on about two thirty recovery to what, three minutes recovery, depending on what part of the year you're at. <laughs> what pace are you doing those fours at? Um, so fifteen hundred pace. Um, so that depends on the time of year. So it might be sixty six at certain points. Um. It might work its way all the way down to 62 pace eventually. Um, so that's kind of, yeah, it always feels fast on the first one. And, and you said eight to 12 you know, reps. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> oh no. And it always, like, from rep number one, it always hurts. Like, it's not one that you yeah. build into. It's just, like, rep one, you're on, and you're, like, you can't think about how many you've got to go. You just look yeah, at the back just, of the person that's helping you. <laughs> you come a yourself into the ground of four hundreds. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, right. Okay, good to yeah. good to know but something that when, I'm never um, going to touch. <laughs> yeah, it's one that you don't do until you're really ready for. So it's not yeah, like yeah. we're doing that year round. It's um, it's a stepping stone into it, but it's yeah. just one that especially the first time you hit it it's like wow I haven't felt that in a while <laughs> I feel like um I feel for the athlete challenge we should definitely put like a disclaimer like um 
like yeah. all those crazy <laughs> movies and stuff like that. Like do not attempt this at home or it should put yeah. do not attempt without progressive overloading into the actual event. Otherwise, you're just going straight into right. doing like 12 400s. So, yeah, if for the listeners at home, please that. do not go straight into 12 400s on two and a half minute rest and running 60 second no. reps. Let's or not. just go head down to the track and measure your effort for 12 400s. Yeah, so yeah, I'll do 12 finish 400 Finish the session walks. feeling like you could have done more. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. And then progress <laughs> upwards. Otherwise, stress factors will come in uh, droves to say the least. Yeah. <laughs> um, righty, Jess. Well, thank you so much for joining me on the potty today. Um, it was great to listen to you talk about world cross, talk about your season upcoming and just managing being a, um, all round killing Australian record holder. Um, but good luck for the season. Good luck for world cross. That is on the 18th of Feb. So guys, make sure you go check out the tickets, um, online, on the website, which is www.worldathleticscrosscountry.com. And, uh, yeah, go check out the links and go buy your tickets and get in that race because you might be running next to Jess. Who knows? Awesome. Thanks. I hope I see a lot of people out there in Bathurst. Good luck, Jess. Talk to you soon. Well, everyone, Jessica Hull, what a legend. Um, incredible athlete and just all-round great gal. Uh, but, no, she's great chats and I've, I've always – I've been on things with her for a long time and uh, she's always been such a lovely person and always great insight into the way that she, you know, conducts herself in training and it's always awesome to hear the way that different athletes work and the way that she preps for something that's so difficult and a lot of things to manage um, while doing across different distances and, you know, trying to do that while peaking for major events is, is not one easy feat. So, yeah, guys hope you enjoyed the episode thank you so much for tuning in again go let athletics australia know if you want someone specific on the next episode but that's it from me good luck uh we are starting the domestic season soon uh adelaide track classic coming up soon then melbourne then sydney then brisbane then brisbane for nationals and then obviously every other comp in between that good luck throw some pbs run some pbs jump some pbs walk some pbs um just or just have fun um enjoy it and you know, enjoy our wonderful sport that we have at our fingertips. Hope everyone has a great week and uh, yeah, I'll see you down on the track. Come say hi. Hey.